Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. We are part of Fansided, bringing you everything regarding the New Orleans Saints that includes news, analysis, and opinions. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. You can find our articles at www.whodatdish.com, 24-7, 365, covering the New Orleans Saints. Unfortunately, the guest we had slated today, uh, Matt Pagels of BoltBeat.com, was unable to make it for this episode. However, he may be with us next week uh, when we review this game. But today we got a good episode for you, previewing the third preseason game of the 2018 season for the New Orleans Saints. Hudat, and what's up, everybody? He's Dayton Brown, and I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. We've got another banner of an episode, like we've been saying for you guys today. But first, before we get into anything, uh, we actually guys a poll on our Twitter account. And if you guys haven't been listening to us before, listen to us now. The Twitter account is at the WDD Podcast on Twitter. And we asked you guys, let's see here. We asked you guys on Twitter. Uh, we had a total of 42 votes. We appreciate all the support there. We asked you guys, who are you more, are more looking forward uh, to seeing this Saturday when the Saints play the Chargers? And 69% of those 42 votes said Marcus Davenport. The other option was Drew Brees. And he, he was like my fan favorite uh, go-to option. But no, you guys are super excited to see Marcus Davenport play, as are we. We're going to be talking about that and a bunch of other stuff uh, once we get into this episode. But there's a lot of good to hear. You know, there's a lot of good things to come for this this upcoming week. So you guys won't want to miss it. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, obviously with Davenport and Breeze, I think for sure those are the two uh, noteworthy guys that are playing their first uh, preseason action of this entire uh, offseason on Saturday. Uh, so a lot of eyes will be on both of them. Very opposite, though, obviously. We're going to be watching Marcus Davenport because we don't know what to expect from him. We haven't seen him on an NFL field yet in real time, so it's going to be awesome to see him. And on the flip side, we know what Drew Brees can do, and that's why uh, a lot of eyes will be on him because uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see him work some magic. Also, obviously, got to keep tabs to see uh, how long he'll play, but we'll get to that in just a minute. We'll dive deep into the game. Um, also, if you go to swag.fansided.com uh, and search the Who Dat Dish podcast or just go onto our Twitter account at the WDD podcast, we have uh, merch now there for the podcast. Uh, we have both a long sleeve and short sleeve t-shirts there. You can buy it in white and gold and black and gold. Uh, fantastic design. Tyler and I, I know Tyler's already ordered his. I'm going to be getting mine very, very Mine's soon. Mine's Saturday. Perfect, dude. I can't I can't wait for you to. I, that's perfect for game day. There you go. Um, I know, right? And again, if you guys do order one uh, and when you receive it, take a selfie of you with it. We'd love to see uh, you guys donning our, our merch and showing the support. That'd be fantastic. Uh, and again, hoodatdish.com for the articles. If, if you enjoy reading as well as listening to the podcast, Hop on there, and uh, Roy Anderson's doing a great job. Also, welcome back Tony Twilley to the to the staff of the whodatdish.com staff. Good to have you back, Tony. Uh, his article talking about the window closing for the New Orleans Saints. Not necessarily closing, just the time is now for the Saints. Be sure to check that out. Uh, it, my, it's my article of the week. Um, but, Tyler, how you been, man? I know uh, uh, you're itching for the season to start just like I am, but I, I think this preseason football has given us enough... Uh, I guess liquid into our veins, so to speak, uh, liquid football into our veins to to keep us surviving <laughs> until kickoff. Yeah, it's giving me just enough, man, just enough. You know, I I, I can't wait for it. You know, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, this is the year. This is the year where we kick mm-hmm. butt on all cylinders and go driving through the playoffs and hopefully make a really good Super Bowl uh, run. And you know, it's funny. This is one like one of the few years I can actually say it with confidence. You know, not just like uh optimism you know but yeah. like i can actually say that with confidence but um 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm giddy, you know, for the season. I'm giddy for our merch. You know, I can't wait for everything. Just everything's happening so soon. I can't wait. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, kickoff is awesome. in, uh, like, less than three weeks, officially. Uh, closer to two weeks. And uh, it's creeping up on us. The NBA season is also just 55 days away. And I, I, wow. I that's just so unfair that the NBA offseason is so short. But I understand why the NFL is longer. Uh, a lot more going on for them, and they need more time to rest for the, you know, the pounding they take during the regular season. But we're obviously still in the preseason, and we're going to jump into previewing Saturday's matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Chargers. It will be in L.A. Um, this is the game that everybody's been looking forward to. It's the dress rehearsal. You guys know about it. The fourth preseason game, it may be the last, but that's not where a majority of the starters are going to be playing. It's going to be preseason game number three. That's why we mentioned we're going to see Drew Brees. Marcus Davenport seems like he's healthy, good to go. We'll be seeing pretty much every Saint starter that's healthy play at least one series. Uh, and that'll pretty much reveal to us at least just a little bit, uh, uh how our favorite, team starters are doing so far this offseason um for the for the chargers obviously you have uh, a team led by a veteran quarterback like drew Brees and philip rivers unfortunately for him even though he will most likely be making the hall of fame when it's all said and done based off numbers alone he has yet to get a super bowl championship so i feel like the chargers are primed to be a very, very good team this year. So uh, I'm really excited for this matchup because I don't think the Chargers are, are slacks at all. I think they're a really good team, and they really want to get Phillip Rivers that um, uh, Super Bowl ring. So they're going to be ready to, to play and tune up uh, on Saturday. Last yep. year was obviously their first in Los Angeles. Uh, it was also their first season with new head coach Anthony Lynn. Uh, and they still finished with a 9-7 and record, second in the AFC West. They were a game outside of making the playoffs. So despite all of the changes that they had, uh, they had a very impressive season last year. And they also had six Pro, Bowler, six Pro Bowlers, including uh, Keenan Allen, Russell Okung, and uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, Philip Rivers. So jumping into the game specifically for Saturday, this is going to be a good matchup. This is Drew Brees' former team as well, obviously. Um who do we expect actually out of the Chargers? Let's just start with them. Let's not even get into the game yet. Let's talk about, so I, I just mentioned how, how good they were last year, and, and this may be the the uh, window for them for this year. Do you, do you agree with that, Tyler? Do you think the Chargers are going to be, because I could definitely see them making the AFC Championship game this year for being real. I know that they've had injuries to the secondary. Uh, they've had bad luck with that type of stuff over the past couple of years, but they, they're a darn good team. The offensive weapons that they have there, they've drafted really well. It seems like Mike Williams is healthy now. Uh, do we expect the Chargers to be like a great team in the 2018-19 NFL season? Yeah, I do. I really do. You know, and it's funny. Like, unlike the NFC, the AFC is extremely weak. You know, uh, name some teams besides the Patriots, the Steelers, a couple teams from the West, and exactly. You know, mm. I'm trying to think of names, my uh, teams, names of teams myself. And I'm struggling to do so. The AFC is extremely weak, so I think. That's one good reason why I think the Chargers are going to be good because they were second place last year with a nine and seven record. I'm pretty sure if the Saints were nine and seven last year, they would have been either third or fourth. Uh, I think pr- pretty sure third in the in the, uh, in the NFC South. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're going to be a really good team, and I think they're going to have a better record. I, I think it sucks. Like it's really bad. You know, the Chargers have had terrible, terrible luck to start off the preseasons. It seems like. Every other big name right now is going down for them. You know, of course, like besides Philip Rivers, you know, like those guys. But like they've lost a lot of people already and they haven't even played one regular season game yet. But um, 
I, I think they were going to be a good team, though. I, I don't think that's going to hold them back. I think, you know, they've got a lot of weapons. Their defense is really young. They've got a lot of playmakers, both on defense and offense. Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. He's not too Brees great, but he's he's a heck of a quarterback. So I, I think they're going to be really good this year. And that's why I'm expecting this preseason game to be really hype. You know, like really, really good. Because think about it, Like you see... A great team, the Chargers. A great team, the Saints. It's be good. And when we get to our score predictions later, uh, my prediction is actually pretty high. But I'll explain it later. So I like it. Yeah. And uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on that defense are. That's the one-two punch linebacker defensive end that every team strives for. Uh, they they hit it right on the nose. They've drafted so well over the years, despite the injuries. Mike Williams has looked pretty impressive uh, uh, this training camp. He yep. was a first-round pick. Uh, last year, I think he was uh, a top 15 overall pick uh, uh, in, in the 2017 NFL draft. Obviously, Joey Bosa was uh, uh, third overall a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, yeah, very impressive team. I think that they're going to do good. They definitely have a chance to make it to the AFC Championship game. And at that point, really, it's, it doesn't matter who you are. We've seen six seeds um, uh, make it to the Super Bowl. Like, once you get to the AFC Championship game, then you 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 definitely can go on and win the Super Bowl at that point. So if they make it that far sure. to anybody's game, uh, then that would be a, a very impressive season out of the Chargers. Uh, but yeah, so let, let, let's get to Saturday's game. Um, I'm, obviously we already talked about Davenport and Drew Brees. I'm very excited to see those guys. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also really excited to see uh, if we, if we get any action uh, out of both a uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram running back tandem, along with Mike Thomas, like are uh, hopefully we're surrounding Drew Brees uh, with all the starters for at least yeah, the first the quarter. I want Brees to play the first quarter, and I want him surrounded by all the starters, including the offensive line, as much as we can. I know it risks injuries, but I'm curious to see if if Peyton will maybe be playing uh, one of the running backs more more often than the other. I really want to mm-hmm. see both of those guys out. Uh, I'm really also uh, looking forward to seeing uh, some of these other uh, named guys that we'll get to later about the wide receivers. I want to see all these wide receivers play because there's a rumor that we could be keeping Brandon Tate as well as uh, Michael Floyd, but that also leaves Tommy Lee Lewis and Christian Kirk uh, uh, on the outside looking in. Uh, and again, we'll get to that later on, but I am excited to see those guys. What about you, man? Any uh, uh, specific players you're looking forward to, excited to see uh, play start on Sunday or Saturday? Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing a ton play. You know, um, I think for the starters go, obviously, uh, if he starts, Marcus Davenport, you know, and I think it's funny, we haven't mentioned it yet uh, to date right now, but Alex Okafor is actually back in practice. Yeah. He wasn't doing a ton, but he was back in pads, so uh, I don't think he's going to start, you know, simply because of the injury, you know, the 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 knee, he had a bone bruise and the sprained ankle, but, um, you know, one of those guys, I'd love to see, see them play, even if it's on a limited basis. Cameron Jordan, come on, man. Best defensive end in this league. Uh, uh, don't quote me on that. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. On the opposite side, too, uh, I know we're going to get into some matchups a little bit later. But Melvin Ingram, too, versus uh, Ryan Ramchak. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing that. But uh, a lot of great players to look forward to. This is what I mean. It's going to be like such a great game, even though it's going to yeah. be for so such a limited time. Because obviously the starters don't play the entire time. But so many great talented starters you know on offense for the saints on defense just everything's gonna be great how about you though yeah i can't wait to see marcus williams as well uh it's redemption season for the guy and he's been impressing pretty much throughout all of training camp so far this season um he's totaled six interceptions it seems uh by the account Uh, i i believe that was nick underhill that tweeted about that 
um, that Williams so far this uh, off-season training camp practice sessions, as well as uh, the joint practice, which I forgot to mention, the Bla- uh, the uh, Saints have been having a joint practice session past couple days with the Sandy or with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so, and I believe that's down in LA as well. Um, yep. So they've been having joint practices, and it's been fun to watch. No uh, fights or anything quite yet out of the teams, um, and I, there probably won't be one. Peyton, Sean Payton, uh, d- really does not enjoy that. But you do see those happen often in these joint practices during the offseason. So luckily, it hasn't happened for us, but. Marcus Williams been looking really, really impressive. I'm excited to see yeah. him play. Um, and also, we need to see more out of our linebackers. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm excited to see them play, but I'm intrigued to see how they're going to handle. Because Philip Rivers, if 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 the linebackers have been struggling against a rookie quarterback like Josh Rosen, like they did in Week Two, against backup quarterbacks like Cody Kessler um, or even uh, Blake Bortles Week One. That's kind of a problem to me, and if you're going up against guy a veteran like Philip Rivers, it, that that could just exponentially go worse for us. So I really want to see these linebackers buckle down. I'm I'm impressed with Demario Davis. I think he's got a nose for the ball and he can cover well. Manti Teo, AJ Klein, show me some more instinct. Show me some more uh, um, passion towards you know tackling, going towards the ball, making some plays. I want to see more out of that. Um, if not, then. Mm throw in Craig Robertson and Alex Anzalone and and that you might end up getting a better uh, three comparing them with Davis than you will with Teo and Klein but um that might be me being a little bit pessimistic there but <laughs> I, I want to see more out of our linebackers they're very very important I like what we have going on up front uh obviously our secondary is, is, is top notch but that linebacker mm-hmm. score completes that front seven and we really need those guys to step it up um yeah but yeah speaking of matchups uh let's get to obviously the matchups that we're most looking forward to this saturday the most intriguing hopefully we'll see a lot out of them you mentioned uh ryan ramchuk against melvin ingram i like that i really like that matchup i also am looking forward to see casey hayward against uh michael thomas number one cornerback against the number one wide receiver um what about you man Uh, (laughs) any others besides obviously i know you said the ingram ramchuk which is really good Uh, ryan ramchuk is is fantastic by the way we need to we need to talk about him every podcast episode he's a, he's a blessing in disguise yeah it's funny actually there's a few things too i want to bring up uh, uh as we sort of you know like we switch like we said uh switch topics into the matchups uh really quick so we said the joint practices uh you know uh the saints like to have uh quarterback competitions right and they did a joint quarterback competition today with the Chargers, and it was actually sponsored by Yeti. So I wanted to bring this up really quick because I watched it. It was pretty funny. The Saints actually won 5-1, to one, so you guys should check it out. But, um, yeah, they had to uh, throw footballs at different Yeti containers and mugs and, like, coolers. And, yeah, it was cool. I'm not going to tell you who got the points for mm. uh, the Saints, but you guys should check that out. Um, Other ones, too, we also mentioned the um – the uh, joint practices and stuff, everything's been really even, too. I know we didn't, uh, we haven't had a chance to really talk about that, too, because I know fans like to hear, like, oh, how's everything going with practices? You know, are there fights? You know, who's winning the matchups? Everything's been really even. It seems like, if anything, it's almost been like a turnover fest. Marcus yeah. Williams has been going off. But at the same time, though, like, Drew Brees hasn't been perfect either. He's thrown a couple picks, Tom Savage, etc. Mm. So I just wanted to throw them there. And now, again, um. The uh, the matchups. I actually want to uh, mention the technician Philip Rivers versus the linebackers. I think we need to shed some more light on our linebackers because, like, I don't know, like our linebackers are are in a really weird spot right now. They're going off to a point where they like 
they deserve recognition, but they're not great to a point where we don't need to overhype them. And then I feel like then we get disappointed, you know, when they make mental mistakes or they don't do something right or, you know, something happens and then we get really disappointed. So I think this is going to be a really good showing for our linebackers. I think Phillip Rivers is going to be really good, t- like a, be a really good test against our linebackers to see, you know, just how they do and how everybody performs. And heck, you know, you know, like you said earlier, if we take out AJ Klein and put in Anzalone or take out, you know, hopefully not tomorrow Davis, but take out a man tight tail and put in Craig Robertson. I'm fine with that. I want to see how all of our linebackers do versus Phillip Rivers. So that'll be mine. I like that. I like that. Um, and yeah, again, the linebackers are going to need to step it up, show some more instincts. I'm also really interested to see, uh, you mentioned Ingram versus Ramchek. I'll flip it around and I'll go either. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where they're going to be implementing these guys or if Cameron Jordan will play much. I'm guessing he will. But uh, Cameron mm-hmm. Jordan or Marcus Davenport slash Alex Okafor going up against Russell Okung, uh, the former, former Seattle Seahawk, multiple-time Pro Bowler, uh, one of the better offensive tackles uh, in the league. So it's going to be interesting For to sure. see uh, them work against him. Um, and then, obviously, there are a whole lot of non-starters that will be fighting for some roster spots for the Saints and Chargers alike, and those guys will be seeing some playing time more so in the second half. But who are some guys, non-starters, you're looking to be playing for the Saints? Maybe maybe uh, ones that fans should keep an eye out for. I think it's one guy that we mention every week, one guy that I've been trying to get in contact to but won't read my tweets. And uh, when he goes on Facebook Live, he won't look at my, look at my comments, but that's okay. I still love him. Arthur Millette, the mm. beast. The dude who's been, like, taking names, taking numbers, and is seemingly impressing us all every week by week. And it's funny, I was actually, I was watching him on Facebook Live today. I was super worried at first because, like, he was on a bed, right? And he was laying down, and he had needles in his thigh. I was like, oh, no, what happens to Arthur Mullet? But um, he was actually just getting acupuncture done, like, by his groin and his thighs for um for something. So he should be fine. But, um... Yeah, man. I, Saints fans, keep an eye out for Arthur Mouette. You know, it's so many different podcasts talk about him. He's a beast, you know. He's small, but big things come in small packages, you know. And he's been really impressing. I think he, like, he's made such a big leap from year one to year two just to now, you know, from where he started. He's got a really good chance of making this roster. I think he has a great chance of being a solid backup piece uh, for the Saints, you know. Yeah. Especially on special teams, too. So that'd be my guy. I really like him a lot. I also like Justin Hardy, who is another uh, cornerback that's that's competing for a roster spot there for the Saints. Um, so, I mean, so would Patrick Robinson count as a, uh, a non-starter to keep an eye out for? I mean, or, depends or on the package, of, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of cheating, but I, I, I really want to see how Patrick Robinson does, especially against a West Coast offense like the Chargers. Me too. Um, obviously, in the system, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and uh but if not patrick robinson then von bell uh, i really like him a lot uh i think a couple of years ago if i remember correctly uh i made it i may have tweeted out something about uh, von bell being the next uh pretty much like darren sharper type safety for us not uh, not off the field obviously but like on the field uh hard hitting yeah. and stuff and uh he's he's been masked obviously by the you know kenny vaccaro was playing well for us at that time uh marcus williams has stepped into his own we've signed kurt coleman so i still think von bell has has major major talent 
and uh, I, I loved watching him play on the field. Obviously, what I thought about him a couple of years ago was a little bit too extreme, but I still think he's got the talent. So I think he's a non-starter to watch for it because we need the depth, especially there at the safety position because you never know with injuries, uh, rotations that Dennis Allen really likes to implement there. Uh, I think Von Bell uh, improvement is, is going to mm-hmm. be interesting to uh, uh, keep an eye out for. But what about guys um, who need to step up? Obviously, I've, I've said my piece about the linebackers. Uh, who, who else needs to step up their game for the Saints and make their presence known on Saturday? I feel like I sound like a broken record at this point. But um, uh, before I mention it, I actually still need to apologize too because I've been looking into like stats and stuff, and I uh, we keep on bashing one dude, but he hasn't actually been doing that terrible. So uh, originally, you know, I always said like Rick Leonard, the offensive line, but we mentioned uh, last time he, he's doing really well. Yeah. So I'm taking Rick Leonard off the list. You're excluded from this dude. Uh, we were saying we'll clap, but then I actually looked up this and saw this. So we'll clap is officially off my list with this. So uh, the Saints right now have been playing him at not only guard, but center too. And I didn't notice this, but he was doing really well. He didn't allow a pressure in 26 pass blocking snaps in his past week's preseason game against the Cardinals mm. uh, per pro football focus. And he played both guard and center. And he actually made this week's preseason team of the week for pro football focus. So, We'll clap. You're off my list, too. Congrats. You're doing really well. Hopefully, you could be uh, a key backup piece for this uh, backup offensive line for the Saints. And that's when I get into the backup offensive line for the Saints. You know, sure, we're going to see the starters, but all eyes are always on the guys that aren't the starters for offensive line. You know, if somebody goes down that's a starter, we need to make sure we have the best people available for the Saints to keep Jubilee safe. And that goes to everybody. That goes to Landon Turner. That goes to... Uh, Laribius, that goes to everybody. Uh, German Bushrod, like, even though he's not really at blame here, I, I like what he's doing, but um, just everybody. Back up on Fitz line, uh, you're on my eyes here, so keep Jubilee safe. That's all I'm saying, because the reason why I bring this up, too, is uh, Pete uh, didn't actually start today in um, practices and team drills. I don't know if it was injury or something, or what's going on. Maybe they're just resting him, but other people were getting the snaps. Like Cameron Tom was starting, I believe, and somebody else. So, all eyes are on the backup offensive line. Do work, please, for Drew Brees' sake. If we want to win the Super Bowl, we need to keep him healthy. So Yeah. Yeah. The football games are won in the trenches, and the yeah, offensive linemen, but most they underrated men in all of football because, yeah, they predict the uh, multi-million dollar franchise quarterbacks that we have. So, uh, yeah, but shout out to Leonard and Will Clapp for improving because they, they just originally they just had a bad game against Jacksonville. Wasn't yeah. that great. Uh, but definitely stepped up against Arizona. I'm, I'm impressed with those stats. Um, yeah, I, I've pretty much already said who I think needs to step up. It's both AJ Klein and, and Manti Teo. <laughs> if I had to pick somebody on the offensive side of the ball, Boston Scott, make your name known. Uh, the team, even though you were drafted by them, the team will not be afraid to cut you in favor of either a wide receiver who's impressing them more in camp, which we'll get to in just a second, or a guy like Jonathan Williams if they decide to only exactly. go with, with uh, uh, four running backs or, or, or three run- whatever they decide to do. Um, so, yeah, I want to see more out of Boston Scott. Could be also uh, part of the New Orleans Saints, uh, uh, not exactly scheming in a way that benefits Scott in terms of play calling. But I, I, I still want to see him getting more snaps and see him make a name for himself out there. But uh, final thing before we get to score predictions, the, obviously the roster is going to be dwindling down to 53 men. So which positions do we think after this game, I'll start with you, Tyler, obviously, uh, will be the toughest mm-hmm. to cut players from. I know we got a question from Charlie we should get to now actually as well yep. that will uh, tie into this. So go ahead. 
Yeah, so it's funny. Funny you should mention that question from Charlie because it's sort of like we're, we're killing two birds in one stone here. If I if I right now, you know, it's close. I, I think there are a few positions that uh, that like are like right there as far as like the competition is just immense. You know, everybody's fighting for one spot. You know, and but right now it has to be the wide receivers. And the reason why I bring up Charlie's question is because he asks us. We tweet it out. Uh, oh yeah, uh, we'll be recording live soon. If you guys have any questions, make sure you tweet us. You know, some here. Charlie, the first one uh, to throw his question down there. He asks, "Who if we decide to keep five receivers, who are they going to be?" So, and we say the receivers because, like I've been saying, like we've been saying forever, it seems like the wide receiver battles are crazy. They are every year, especially this year. So we know the top four for the receivers. It's going to be Michael Thomas, in my opinion, Traquan Smith, just because of. How much he's flashed, you know, even as a rookie, I think he's our number two right now. Uh, obviously, I'm open to other suggestions. Three, Ted Good Jr., then four, Cameron Meredith. But the fifth spot, though, you've got so many receivers right now all fighting for that spot. You've got Tommy Lee Lewis, Austin Carr, Keith Kirkwood, Michael Floyd, Brandon Tate. You know, Brandon Tate, even now, is sort of locked in position. So that's that's another one, uh, you know, with his uh, special uh, teams returning skills. That's another receiver you have to account for. And Michael Floyd, apparently, who's been doing really well. So this is such a tough battle. And really quick, I was going to mention, my other one would be uh, close second defensive line because there are so many playmakers on that line they have to look forward to. But um, easily, number one, my receivers, who are you going to pick? That's my thing. It's going to yeah. be tough, man. It's going to be super tough. And uh, I know Charlie is also, and I, I agree with him on this as well. I know he's also uh, um, warming up to the idea, and he's actually very uh, uh, just set on having the Saints go with. I'm going to pull up his tweet now just so I don't get the wording mixed up, but he's very set on the Saints going with more running backs than receivers. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. I, I want to say he's saying we want um, uh, five, yeah, five running backs and um four wide receivers pretty much um and i i do think it's beneficial because i think those four that you named michael thomas ted Ginn jr traquan smith cam meredith great receivers the fifth guy that you have to fill it's austin Carr, it's tommy lee lewis brandon tate it's michael floyd keith kirkwood the only guy out of there i i think there's only two guys out of there that i would actually uh really really want on the team and that's mm-hmm. um, um keith kirkwood because he's young we drafted him or I guess we, we signed him. He He's went explosive. undrafted. Uh, but yeah, young guy. I like him. Austin Carr really isn't working out. Tommy Lee Lewis really isn't working out. Take your chances with Kirkwood out of out of uh, Texas A&M. The only other guy is going to be Brandon Tate. I do like Michael Floyd. He is a veteran, but he's kind of fizzled out. Uh, I, apparently, he's been impressing in camp. But uh, Brandon Tate, with the um, specialty he has with uh, receiving uh, in terms of kick and punt returning, um, mm-hmm. is going to be important if we decide to keep him. But on the other side, if you if we keep these five running backs and, and Charlie uh, uh, will very very hits it right on the head. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Williams, Boston Scott, Zach Line, five. Yeah. Uh, and and again, Kamara can essentially uh, act as no a receiver too. No Trey. I I don't think I don't think Edmonds is making the team, man. If he does, I don't think he's I gonna. Like him a lot. I think he's gonna be marked as like a fullback or something because I don't think the. Maybe. I, I like him too. He just hasn't been given uh, as many opportunities to kind of show his worth, but um, yeah, with 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 Edmonds, if we do keep him them along with line, then that's six right there, and we definitely have to keep four wide receivers at that point. Yeah. Um. So sure. it's very interesting. Yeah, and I think that the other um, 
uh, positions that's going to be really tough to cut players from. Uh, obviously, I mean, quarterback's going to be tough because, I mean, we're, we're going to have to cut either JT Barrett two. or Taysom Hill. Yeah, just keep the two. One of them is going to be on the practice and squad. JT Barrett. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be either Hill or, or, or Barrett being cut. And um, the only reason I say it's hard is because both are kind of similar style guys, and I don't want either of them to go off and, and be, you know, studs on another team just because they, they kind <laughs> yeah. of fizzled out and we were stuck with Tom freaking Savage, who has not looked good in camp against the Chargers. <laughs> He's thrown like eight interceptions. It's crazy. Um, quarterback, yeah, defensive line, like you mentioned, we've already talked about offensive line, wide receiver for sure. Cornerback's going to be interesting too because you have Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Ken Crawley. You got Patrick Robinson. Got so There's also corners. Arthur Mollette. There's also uh, Justin Hardy. Uh, and then uh, you, of course, have a ton of safeties, too. It depends on what you got to balance out, how many safeties you want to take into the regular season uh, versus how many cornerbacks you want to go with. So uh, it's going to be tough, but it's good because we have talent all around. So I don't think whoever we cut, it just depends on how you like your guys to um, fit yeah. onto your team. Uh, they're all fairly talented, and we're kind of lucky because of that. But, yeah, that's going to be tough. But score predictions, man, uh, for the game. I know you said you have it high. I'm going uh, – so – Actually, first off, week number one, I predicted the Saints to lose. They ended up winning. Week two, I predicted the Saints to win. They ended up losing. So whatever I pick is probably going to be the opposite. I'm picking the Saints, though, to win 30-27 to over the Chargers. Um, I think that our starters will actually, with Breeze now back, outscore them 10-7. Uh, to And then after that, it's just going to be backups uh, facing off against each other. So, um, And I think it's pretty evenly matched, our second and third against their second and third. So uh, what mm-hmm. about you, man? You know what's funny, uh, guys? Uh, just before I tell my score prediction, um, Dean and I didn't discuss our score predictions before this. Obviously, uh, nine Saints all the time. We usually have them winning. I actually have the Saints winning thirty to twenty-seven. Hey, so. there we go. Yeah. yeah, no, we did not plan that beforehand. Is that funny? That's hilarious. But, That's awesome. Yeah, at least we both uh, got them winning, and oh yeah, hopefully they won't lose. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, manage to put up that many points, considering we only put up fifteen uh, mm. last week, but. Hey, with that being said, though, uh, I, I figured this would be a cool second topic we could uh, discuss. So let's roll on right into that. So uh, it's funny. Last year, uh, I like to follow. Uh, let me give some backstory first. I like to follow a bunch of different Twitter accounts, football Twitter accounts to be exact. And one of them called NFL Update. They post like stats and all that good stuff. Uh, they just posted. So I was like uh, about this. I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. We should talk about that. So. Last season, from August 23rd to September 3rd, the NFL had a whopping 27 trades. Now, they weren't anything, like, huge, spectacular, like, mind-blowing, sure. Um, some of the bigger ones were quarterback Jacoby Brissett being traded and wide receiver Sammy Watkins, former Buffalo uh, receiver, getting traded. But um, those are some of the bigger names, and I thought it would be interesting uh, to say because there was already one trade already. And that was today uh, that the 49ers traded linebacker Eric Reed to the Detroit Lions for a conditional seventh-round pick in 2020. So the reason why I bring this up is because, like the other teams, uh, the New Orleans Saints are an NFL team. Sometimes they have a lot of talent, like we've been saying, maybe almost to a point where it's overflowing. Maybe they could trade somebody or get somebody from another team. And uh, I bring this up is because here's the real question. Do you think the Saints will make any trades? If so, who are we going to be giving up, or who are we going to be obtaining from another team? I know a lot of people want the team to trade for Teddy Bridgewater from the New York Jets, yeah. backup quarterback over there, or who, who, who he could be the starter when the. But if he, if he ends up being named 
as the backup. I know a lot of Saints fans will want Teddy Bridgewater here just for the reasons I was talking about. No confidence in uh, the backup quarter quarterback situation here uh, in New Orleans. However, I for, first off, I don't think that's even possible for the Saints. We really don't have the assets to give up for um, mm-hmm. uh, Teddy Bridgewater at this time. We gave up our first-round pick next year uh, to uh, the Raiders to move up, or excuse me, to the Packers to move up and grab Marcus Davenport. Uh, if we trade our second-round pick, then we have zero picks, uh, <laughs> which, which freaking sucks, in the first uh, uh, 60 selections of the draft, and that's not good at all. Um so, no, I don't think we're going to be trading for Teddy Bridgewater for anybody. Is Oh, and, and obviously the second reason is Bridgewater is going to be demanding a new uh, – or not demanding. He's going to be needing a new contract after the season because he only signed a one-year deal with the Jets. So, I mean, are we going to be retaining Bridgewater after? Like, it's going to be hard to keep him onto the team. And he's going to be sitting behind Drew Brees, much like he'll be sitting behind uh, Sam Darnold if he's named the starter over in New York. So it just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, and and because of that, I don't see the Saints making any trades. The only thing I'd see the Saints doing is trying to acquire uh, like an extra second round pick for next year's draft. Even then, we mm-hmm. have to give up you know, a, a fairly good player. And I don't really see us having any stockpile anywhere that could get us a second or even a third round pick in next year's draft to you know try to make up for that missing first. Um and the only move I'd see us in terms of acquiring a player is a running back to fill that uh, a gap left by Ingram's suspension. But seems like the coaching staff is very uh, content at the very least, if not even more pleased with uh, the work of Jonathan Williams and Boston Scott to pick up that slack. And obviously Alvin Kamara is still there. So uh, long story short, my, my, my short answer is no. I don't, I, don't, I don't see the Saints making any trades. Um, not at least until they could pull like they did last year and after the fourth game trade, you know, a guy like Adrian Peterson just because it's not working out. Maybe we trade yeah. a, a sign, you know, a random guy that we just don't see as working out to get a, another uh, draft pick later on in the future. But I don't see anything happening uh, in the recent, in the near future. Mm-hmm. For me, it's funny, um, uh, you're going to really have to ponder my answer for a bit. Uh, for what I'm going to say in a second. But about the Teddy Bridgewater thing, I'm just going to say this. You know, everybody wants him now. Uh, all good things come to those who wait. He's going to be a free agent next year. We don't know if he's going to sign with the Jets. If the Saints were to make a push for a quarterback, we can wait another year, sign when he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. But as far as this, I was actually thinking pretty hard about it. You know, and some of our, uh, some of our, uh, you know, positions, you know, like the position battles and everything. Some of those positions have a lot of guys. And the only reason why I'm going to bring up these two players is because I could see them on the chopping block, you know, and maybe, just maybe, we could bundle them for like a third or a fourth round pick. Uh, just hear me out on this one. Linebacker slash hybrid defensive end, Haoliki Kaha. I'll bundle him with cornerback defensive back, PJ Williams. The reason. You know, the Saints need to cut down players, and if it comes down to it, those are two guys I could see being cut. Heck, why not just put them in a bundle, trade them to some team that needs defensive help? You know, maybe they could move up the ranks and be like a backup, or heck, even a starter. P.J. Williams has some talent. Uh, Holy Kikaha has shown flashes of somebody that's pretty good at times. Uh, bundle them together and maybe get a third or fourth round pick. Like that's that. my suggestion. If teams are open to that. The Saints are in terms to negotiate now. Uh, all the teams can don't uh, all the teams. Not everybody call it once, please. Thank you. Huh. But. So 
I, 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 I like that a lot, actually, out of you. Yeah, it's um, a win-win. It is. The only, the only thing is, like, re- realistically, um, if I, I have a feeling teams will kind of identify that both Kikaha and PJ Williams are kind of on the outside looking in, so they'll look at Probably. it and say, instead of giving up, like, a third or fourth um, f- to trade them, they're most likely going to be on waivers anyway, and we can just get them for nothing at that point. But yeah, uh, those are... That those those are the type of players I was trying to think of of maybe like a stockpile that's still talented enough to get something out of it. Those two are good. Those are those are good choices. Yeah, for sure. You know, but let's move on. You know, we're wrapping this episode up, but uh, th- this wouldn't be anything without our new segment that we added not too long ago. I think uh, the last episode we we did we actually forgot to do it, so we'll have to go extra hard for this one. And that's the reasons why we love the Saints. Yes, we're huge uh, huge Saints fans. We love this team. We love the players on it. And here's a, a quick segment that we like to do to show our appreciation to all those wonderful players and coaches and staff and everything that help make uh, that helps to make this team so good. So I'm going to start off first. The player that I want to bring light to is a player that is actually suspended for the first four games, and everybody doesn't really give him the love and appreciation he deserves. But depending on how many rushing yards he has, he can actually be first, I believe, uh, and total rushing yards for the Saints this year in the history of the team. And that's, yes, Mark Ingram. He is a beast, uh, uh, formerly known as Ingram when he gets angry and just bulldozes people. The dude is a monster, He's, and he deserves some recognition, you know. And every good quarterback needs a complimentary running back to hand the ball off to or throw screen passes to and all that good stuff. And that's Mark Ingram, you know. Not only is he a beast when he's running the ball, he's a beast when he's catching the football. So my props go to you, Mark Ingram. I can't wait to see you back week five when I'm in New Orleans to see you play the Redskins and hopefully you run all over them. So yeah. that's my guy. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see Darius Geis uh, yeah, out there, which sucks. But, yeah, that's whatever. I'll see AP, though. You will see AP, which, which, is, which is pretty kick. Oh, yeah, man, I, I keep forgetting because this is the second team that wears red that he's on. And uh, yeah. I keep, for whatever reason, I'm like, I keep thinking he's still on the Cardinals. But, yeah, freaking Redskins. It's crazy. It's pretty weird. Crazy times. Um, reasons why I love the Saints, uh, I'll give two reasons. Uh, and they're both actually former players on the Saints, uh, both Zach Streif and Deuce McAllister. Um, uh, Zach Streif actually nominated him and Deuce uh, to be represented in the seventh Saints kickoff run. Um, which which is just the seventh annual Saints kickoff run. Um, it's presented by Chevron. You can register um, at, at, on New Orleans Saints website. If you just go on their Twitter, they have the link there. Um, but it's pretty much a fun run. It's for charity, and both uh, Streif and Deuce McAllister, or well, Streif nominated him. Deuce McAllister, um, I don't think has replied yet. Uh, I'm looking through his Twitter account. Um, no, he said I would be honored to walk it for the booth. So it, it seems like both of them are going to be doing it. Either way, the gesture awesome. itself is just fantastic. So shout out to both those guys. They end up doing it. Uh, just, just great either way. So a couple of Saints legends um, talking about the fun run. And again, you can go to uh, the Saints Twitter page if you want to sign up. Uh, I'm pretty sure you only pay a small registration fee and just to get numbers and some gear. Uh, and then you're part of the fun run. So, yeah, it's great stuff for charity too. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And uh, I guess now uh, this is actually awesome because it widens the subject even more. Uh, the reasons why we love the Saints, it's not just about current players. It's about former players too. So I'll have to think of, oh, I've got the perfect guy for a uh, uh, next episode for when we do it. But um, uh, this is a perfect uh, transition to when we sign off. But really quick before we do that, though, not only check out our merch, guys. We've been saying, you know, swag.fanside.com. 
But uh, if you like the reasons why we love our Saints, we want to hear your reasons why you love the Saints. So make sure to tweet us at the WDD Podcast on Twitter. That's where you can find us, too, by the way. And uh, tweet us all of your reasons why you love the Saints. Uh, make sure to interact with our polls, to comment to us. We love commenting back at you guys. Not only will we tweet for the podcast account, but Dayton at Dayton underscore Brown underscore and myself at Raymond Tyler M. We'll be tweeting from our accounts too, interacting with you guys. You know, um, uh, when uh, Charlie tweeted out his question, we both liked it, retweeted it, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, make sure to interact with us and we'll interact with you. Uh, make sure to check out all the amazing people at hoodaddish.com, bringing awesome articles. Tony, uh, Roy, Dayton, everybody. It's been awesome. They have great content coming out. You guys don't want to miss that, especially when regular season kicks around, preseason uh, finishes up. You want to know who's sticking on the team. Sometimes soon we'll have to be uh, doing maybe a little segment where we predict who's going to make the final 53. But they'll be doing that too. So you guys won't want to miss that. And make sure to check out our episodes on Spreaker.com and on iTunes. If you have the iPhone, like I've been saying, just go into the podcast app that comes with the iPhone and just search the Who That Dish podcast. You'll find us just like you want Spreaker. So love the support, guys. As always, it's awesome. So. Yeah, uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us. Giving us a rating uh, just actually goes a long way for uh, us being discovered. So uh, if, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, uh, it takes only a few seconds for you to to rate us on iTunes, and that would be fantastic. Um, and yeah, next week hopefully we'll be with Matt Pagels of uh, BoltBeat.com. would be fantastic to sit down with him to review uh, whatever is going to be happening on Saturday. Um, and yeah, Twitter is where you can find us the most, so... Do what Tyler said and follow us or else. Um, again, guys, though, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon next week. Hopefully the Saints uh, are, are going to walk away 2-1 and in the preseason. We'll see, though. It's all about uh, improvements. That's the most important part for these games, though, not the final score. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. And, again, if you have any opinions or questions about it, be sure to tweet us. Uh, but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you again for listening. Talk to you guys soon. And, as always, hoot it.